The following audio is from Harvest Fellowship. For more information about Harvest Fellowship, visit harvestabq.org. Um, again, if you, if you didn't pick up on it yet, today is family reunion. Uh, and so the plan is when service is all over, when we're done with service, we're, we're going to jump in our vehicles and we're going to head to uh, Paradise Hills Park. Uh, if you need directions on that, if you need to know where that is, uh, we can certainly help you after service get directions to, to get there. But we're going to leave here. We're going to go there. We're going to hang out. There's food. Um, there's uh, there's barbecue meat that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, I know all the guys that have that have made it and and uh, they're they're great barbecuers. So um, you won't you won't miss out uh, on that. And then there's all kinds of sides and desserts and all kinds of things that people have been bringing. And and I've been I've helped uh, Miss Kendra take stuff back to the back. And so I almost I was really tempted to just try a few things, but I didn't. Uh, so you don't want to miss out. You want to be a part of that later on in the service. But part of the service today, part of the reason why we're doing what we're doing is we are also honoring our pastors. Um, our pastors have been here at Harvest for 10 years, and so we're recognizing that today, and we're honoring them for that today. And so uh, Justin uh, is part of the board here, and he's going to come up, and he's going to share a few things, and he's going to have the board come with him, and they're, they want to share a few things for our pastors this morning. So let's give it up for them. Thank you, Pastor Jays. So good morning, everyone. My name is uh, my name is Justin Serrano. Uh, myself, along with a couple of the board members who are here, I think we have Mark and uh, and Joe and Sandra. Uh, we have two more board members, Dan and Ben, who uh, unfortunately couldn't make it today. But as you know, we're celebrating family reunion, and we thought this was the perfect occasion to actually honor our pastors. They've been with us uh, here at Harvest for ten years, which is uh, amazing just to to look back um, I, I wrote some notes because I knew that I was going to get emotional and I was going to forget but we just wanted to have a, a, a moment to honor them and recognize them and thank them for 10 years of just living out the call of God in, in their lives as as pastors here and really answering that call to come to Albuquerque both uh, literally when Guy Cleason called him and uh, spiritually when God called him. Um, I had the privilege to, to be serving on the board when they were actually elected pastors uh, and 10 years ago. And it's been, I would say, a whirlwind of an adventure uh, to serve alongside of them. Uh, they were called to harvest, to lead harvest, lead this church. But beyond that, they, they were called to love our city. Uh, and plant churches. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, and the, the reality is that from day one, they've been walking out this call uh, and just living out in faith to do what God has called them to do. <laughs> if there's any questions about the pictures, it was Pastor Tyler that put it together. I, I just gave him general instructions of what to put. Uh, I still remember the early days uh, of taking small but bold face steps when we were serving on the board. Uh, and if you were here uh, for open house this past Friday, Pastor Jason and Lisa were sharing about some of these. Um, and, and it really started with, you know, the, 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 if you've ever worked with Pastor Jason, the scariest words that he could actually ever say is just say yes. Um, and as a board member, and the, the rest of the board guys uh, can attest to this, uh, it, it just meant that we were going to step out in faith uh, and just trust God to do what he had planned, uh, whether that's leading people to Christ, serving in our schools, serving in, our, in the city uh, at a large scale at one of our Convoy of Hope events, planting churches across the state, uh, or impacting world missions. Uh, you, you've basically lived out your calling, and, and it's amazing to see. Um, we've been able to do far more that, than what we could ever imagine in the physical, uh, being a, a person of numbers and, and logic. Sometimes you, you get amazed. Of, on the one hand, you say in the, in the physical, this is impossible, and then you, God shows up, and we do way more than what we thought, right? It, it, uh, a couple of years ago, we had the theme verse that it was Ephesians 3.20, right? God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dream. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. And that's what Pastor Jason and Lisa have done over the last 10 years. Uh, over the years, they, they've led it by example, right? If, you, if you're 
were here during when we did the, the we statement of our church, they embody each one of those core values, whether that's steadfast dependence on God. You know, they, they, they stepped out in faith and came, came to this city uh, to show what it is to live in community because we don't do life alone uh, or to act out, you know, the, the values that everyone matters. Everybody here can, can attest that they, they love the individual and they love the collective um, and they certainly love this city. Uh, we know in our hearts that as much as God has done through you uh, over the last 10 years, there's a lot more that he has in store for you. Um, to the girls, right? It was God didn't just call Jason and Lisa, but He called three beautiful girls in Ava, Eden, and Mercy. Uh, it's been amazing to see you grow over the last ten years. Uh, I still remember in the early days when the kids were little. Um, Mercy was the first one that actually created the first punch list of things that needed to be done in in the church. Uh, um, while at the same time, Ava, Eden, and my daughter Gabby, who's over there, were running around, matching outfits, costumes, climbing trees. Uh, that gives you an idea of personality. But we've seen them grow and and just serve at a high level here at the church, whether that's in kids' ministry to even sharing the pulpit right here, as we've seen Ava and Eden both preach. Uh, so it's amazing to see them live out the call of God in their life and but also just uh <clears throat> basically answer that call that was for the family right um and they've done it with such grace so beautiful girls um i think mark has a couple of words that he wanted to share but i know that i speak on behalf of the the board and everyone else here when i say it's been an honor to be led and shepherded by you um as well as serve alongside of you for the last 10 years uh, on behalf of the church, we just want to thank you and just honor you the best we can. Um, just thank you. I've seen a coffee cup that, that says, uh, be careful, you're going to be part of my sermon. <laughs> well, I'm that guy. Uh, you know, Friday, pastor told a story about uh, a guy that showed up on a snowy December day to attend church. He had tools all over the, the, the place up here. And I'm like, I walked in, the, in here and I said, yeah, this is, this is my place here because <laughs> I'm a tool guy as well. But we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary as well because we came that December following them. So we've been here since 2013 as well. So I want to reiterate what, what Justin says. We just love it here. We love being part of it. We're here to support you, lift you up, hold your arms up, and thank you for saying yes all the time. So there you go. So Dickens and family, if you want to come up, we have some gifts for you. And one of the, so we have gifts for each one of them. Uh, one of the one of the presents. I want to mark. You want to hand out the the bigger one to Pastor Jason. A couple of weeks ago, if you were here, he, he mentioned that he wanted to run like a gazelle with some special shoes. So we we immediately got on the <laughs> got 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 going on trying to find the shoes that will make him run like a gazelle. Um. I think Joe is now going to come and join us and lead us all in a prayer over this amazing family and to bless them and live out the call of God in their lives. All right, why don't, why don't we all stand up? Loving Father, we are so thankful this morning that 10 years ago that you put a calling on Pastor Jason, Lisa, Mercy, Eva, and Eden, Lord. They were in Texas, and they were obedient to your call. And here they are, Lord, as we look back 10 years ago for what you did. And today, Lord, we are celebrating what you have done in and through their lives and how they have led us through all these years. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory we ask you to bless Jason, Lisa, and the family. I pray that you will lead and guide them, that 
Jesus will be the focus of this church, Lord. It will always be the center. So, Lord, we just ask you to lead us, guide us, guide Jason and Lisa and the whole family. We just give you praise for what you did and what you're going to do in the future right here at Harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. That was, that was a wild ride watching that slideshow, wasn't it? I, you know what I kept thinking is I can't believe how many things we've done in the last 10 years. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was awesome. Um, Lisa and I were talking last night about just how happy we are that we said yes to, to come into Albuquerque. It's one of the best yeses of our lives. We we just love, we love our life here, and we're just so thankful that we get to do this with you. So thank you. Thank you for putting up with us. I mean that. So today, uh, Today's family reunion, and uh, how many of you have ever been to uh, a family reunion, like your own family reunion? How many of you? Okay. So we got to thinking uh, about what's part of, of you know, most family reunions, and and uh, Lisa said, you know, they always do matching shirts. And so we, we made some shirts. You've already heard about that. And you can grab one. We, we just, we did a limited run. So if you want one, you, you should hurry up and get one. We also said, well, well, food's part of a family reunion. So that's why we're doing a picnic uh, after church today. And it's just going to be so much fun. And, and uh, we're actually, there, there actually is a reason we're doing it at Paradise Hills Park. It's because um, when my parents were the pastors here, we used to do a Labor Day picnic at that park. And so... Uh, we thought it would be fun. My, I, my dad was at the house yesterday, and I said, Dad, you hear we're doing a picnic at Paradise Hills Park? And he goes, that's the park we used to go to. I'm like, yeah, that's why we did it, Dad. So it's a bit of a throwback uh, to, to, to uh, the, the history um, there. But what is Harvest Family Reunion? This is our first time we've ever done this. I actually kind of hope it'll become an annual uh, tradition. But the idea really came from this is that um, we're in a season of growth uh, as a church right now. And, and I'll, I'll do a little survey just to see kind of, we'll see how this goes. How many uh, of you have come to Harvest in the last 12 months? Would you raise your hand if you come in the last 12 months? <laughs> Look at that. We're in, we're in a season, we're in a season of growth. Uh, real quick, how many of you came in the last five years? The last five years has been your, your window, all right? And then how many of you have come like us in the last 10 years? 10 years, all right, there we go. And how many of you predated, Lisa? And I, man, there's more than I thought. Wow, that's a, that's awesome. So as you can see, there's 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 a a, a good makeup there. Um, but uh, the idea really was this: is that Lisa and I were talking, and we're talking about all the new families that have come this summer. And the idea was we want our new friends to meet our old friends. <laughs> like I don't know about you, but um, I love introducing my friends to one another. Do you do you love that? Uh, this week I introduced Pastor Jace to one of my friends in a group text, and I. And I said that. I said, man, I love introducing my friends to one another because it's like, this is a great person and this is a great person. And if two great people will meet, oh my goodness, I don't know how much fun we could have. And that's like the idea of family reunion was we've got a bunch of new friends. We want you to meet our, the, the old friends. And so here's my request of you today is uh, please don't leave today, whether it's here uh, this morning or, or uh, the picnic after. Don't, don't leave today without meeting someone that you don't know that's part of the Harvest family. Will you do that for me? I want you to meet someone that you don't know that's part of the Harvest family. Um, here at Harvest, you're, you're going to hear today what, what I call our we statements. Um, uh, if you were at Open House, uh, you, you're going to hear a recap of some of what we went over there. This is our really our core values is, is these statements. And we designed them in a way that if someone said, hey, what kind of a church is, is Harvest? That, you know, that, that's the church you go to. What kind of a church is Harvest? That you can answer by saying, well, 
we, and then you can kind of fill in, I'll, I'll tell you all the statements today, but one of them is this, is that at Harvest, we don't do life alone. And that's the value that we have around community. It's, it's this idea that we really, with all of our hearts, believe that the best way to live life is not in isolation, but it's to live in community. And so we work hard to create opportunities like the picnic today and all the different things that we do so that you can, can be together. And, and it reminds me, there's a word that the Bible uses to talk about the church, and it's actually family. That's why we chose this, this idea of family reunion. The, the Bible talks about the church as a family. The church isn't an institution. It's not a day of the week. It's not a building. Church is you and me coming together. Church is family. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says it like this. It says, you are members of God's family. And I just want you to, to pause and kind of let that sink in that you and I get to be a part of God's family. I don't know if this ever happened to you, maybe growing up, that you would see another family and maybe they had something that your family didn't have. Like maybe they had a pool and you thought, I wish I was in their family because then we'd have a pool. Did you ever think anything like that? Anyone? You didn't? You just loved your family? You were I did it. I sometimes, I loved my family, but I thought, I'd like to be a part of that family. And, and I just want you to know, this is, this is the idea with God's family, is that you and I are part of the most amazing family on the planet. We're part of God's family. And today, that's really what it's all about. We're going to talk about, uh, about being part of God's family. And so let's do something that we do every week. We're going to pause. We're going to pray. I'm going to encourage you to just open your hearts. We, we do this every week. We say, as we open God's word, let's open our hearts. Because here's the deal. Even though today's family reunion, we're doing the picnic, we're having a ton of fun, God still has a word for you today. Does anyone believe that? I hope you do. That's why you came to church. God has a word for you today. And so we take this moment seriously and we just pause, we open our hearts, we give the Holy Spirit room to talk to us. So let's do that. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for today and all you're doing in uh, our lives here at Harvest. We just pause as we get ready to open your word and we just position our hearts to hear from you today. We ask that you would talk to us today, that you would help us today, that you would speak to us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Today, as we celebrate family reunion, I, I want to tell you why I believe Harvest is the perfect family for you. Now, I'm not uh, implying that we're a perfect family. In fact, I'll talk about that in a minute. We're definitely not a perfect family, but I do think as you discover who we are as a family, that for many of you, you're going to realize that we really are the perfect family for you. So I just have four things. We are the perfect family for you. Number one, if you like to have fun, okay? Does anyone like to have fun? Anyone? All right. I always tell people, if you're not having fun and following Jesus, it's your fault. It's not his fault. You're not doing it right. Harvest is the perfect family for you if you like to have fun. If you're at Harvest for more than a week, you're going to find out that we like to have fun. Uh, we laugh often. We throw lots of parties. They almost always include great food. Uh, I was talking to one of our open house guests this morning. I said, how was open house? And in, in that conversation, he said, one of the things that impressed me was the food. He said the food was so good. He goes, I'm used to having bad food at church gatherings and you had good food. And I'm like, that's right. That's who we are. We serve good food at Harvest. We have fun. We like to throw parties. We do fun things together. If you come in to our office during the week, most often we're, we're not like sitting at our desks. We're like walking between offices and we're, we're having fun. We're talking. We're, we're, we're joking. We're laughing. We're having a ton of fun. And we believe this so much. So we actually have a core value that states this. And the way we say it is this. We say, we don't take ourselves too seriously. All right? We don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, I, I think that often Christians just, I don't know why it is, but we get all religious and uptight and we just, we take ourselves too seriously. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I learned this from, quite honestly, is I really learned this from our youngest daughter, Eden. Um, in our family, Eden is the one that exemplifies this the most, is that 
that she just, she la- I mean, she laughs more than anyone else in our house. And right now she's turning red because I'm talking about her. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I love about her, it's just so endearing, is that when she makes a mistake, she just has an ability to just laugh at herself. I mean, she just, it, it, she doesn't take it seriously. She doesn't get offended. She just laughs at herself. And, and listen, I'm just telling you because I don't react that way. I aspire to be more like Eden in this way. I just, I love that about it. I'll be honest, she, she learned that from her mom. Her, her mom does that pretty well too. Something happened yesterday. Uh, I went into the restroom to get a Kleenex and I went to the box of Kleenexes and as I pulled a Kleenex out, there was uh, one of those, you know, those nasal strips that you put on to like sleep at night. There was a nasal strip on the Kleenex and I'm, I, I pulled it out of the box and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And so I go to Lisa and I show it to her and she just starts laughing. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. And, and there's a whole story. The night before she had one on because she couldn't breathe. And, and in the middle of the night, she just took it off and she like threw it. And it ended up in the Kleenex box, y'all. But here's what I love. Here's what I love about that moment is that, you know, my, I, my MO is I get, I, I like get defensive. I'm like, I didn't do that. That couldn't have been me. You know, at least was, she just laughed. She just like, you know, she found the, the joy in that moment. And, and, and honestly, I, so I'm already admitting I don't do this enough. I'm still learning from Lisa and from Eden that, that you, you just can't take yourself too seriously. Now, the thing I am good at is having fun, all right? I'm just, I, I love, uh, it's something I'm really good at. I was teaching this at Open House on Friday night, and I accidentally said it this way, and I liked it so much that I actually had Pastor Tyler write it down, so I wouldn't forget it. This is how I said it. I said, we take it seriously that we don't take ourselves too seriously, right? Like, it's, it's serious business that we're just, we're going to have fun. And here's where it comes from is John chapter 10, verse 10. It's my favorite verse. Is uh, It talks about the devil and how he's here to steal and kill and destroy. But then Jesus announces over our lives, he says, but I have come that you may have life, life to the full. And I'm just telling you, years ago, I read that verse and I just grabbed a hold of it. I said, that is a verse for my family. I'm bound and determined not to live a mediocre life. I'm going to live a full life. I'm telling you, at the end, when my life's over, there's going to be no gas in the tank. I'm going to have lived a full life. I'm going to chase God. I'm going to pursue his dreams over my life. I'm going to go big or I'm going to go home. That's just how I'm going to live my life. And a big part of that is that along the way, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Now, part of that comes from this is that I grew up with kind of this, this, this belief that following Jesus had to be miserable, all right? And it just, I don't know why, it was just kind of how it was presented, you know, and when I, in my growing up years, especially when I would go back to my papa's church, it was a, it was a rural, you know, country church in Oklahoma, and it just, it just, it just felt like every time I was there, was just, everyone was just, we're just miserable. He was like, well, we got to fast and pray, you know, we're just, I don't know if, if we're going to make it, you know, and I'd always ask my papa, I'd say, are you coming to family vacation next, next summer? And he'd go, well, I'll come if good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. I'm like, what does that mean? Just commit, papa, like come, come to vacation, just plan on it now, you know, but it's just this idea like, oh, I don't know. And I've just decided I'm not living that way. I am going to have fun following Jesus. And I would love for you to come with me on that journey. So one of the things that uh, we love to do at Harvest, you're going to hear a bunch of stories today is we love to, to, to just find ways to make Sundays fun and to, to like give away some things. And so today um, I'm going to have Lisa come and, and I'm going to have Pastor Andrew bring the raffle uh, spinner, uh, whatever that thing's called up. And what we're going to do, and yeah, she got it. We're going to give away a couple of my favorite things and a couple of Lisa's favorite things. Okay. Does anyone, are you excited about, so you need to get your raffle tickets out. Okay. And uh, the red tickets are for the ladies and the green tickets are for the men, okay? And so we're gonna start, I'm gonna start with a prize for the men and I'll tell you what it is, okay? This is a man apron, we call it a mapron and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's by Dry Duck, it's very manly, you can use it like to grill or smoke your meat or to work in the garage, do woodworking, it's very manly and in the pocket is one of my favorite barbecue season, seasonings by Meat Church. I don't know if you ever heard of Meat Church but that's that's where I go to church when I'm not at harvest. I go to meet church. And so we're going to, any guys, would you be interested in this? 
If not, I'll just give it to Jace. It's okay. All right. Did you pick one? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Are y'all ready? One, six, five. They probably all start that way. <laughs> all right, Nick. Six, one, seven. Six, one, seven. Last three. Six, one, seven. Oh, Jeff. All right. All right. There you go, man. I don't have to confirm it. I trust you. It's your turn. Oh, yeah. I am still. I'm going to think of something before we leave oh. Tim Bear's here. Okay, so that is one of Jason's favorite things to eat. One of my favorite things to eat is salad. So I have a Dion salad here. Um, you can put it in the fridge in the back to make sure it's good. But even better, I have a $75 vinaigrette gift card that is attached to it, which is a salad, really awesome salad restaurant in Albuquerque. So... Are you ready? Did you draw Jason? Draw one? All no. right. Ready? Okay. Four five zero four one one. Four one one. There we go. Awesome. Yay. Have you ever been to Vinaigrette? I've had my eye on that salad. Yay! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, salad. You can keep it, you can keep it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. All right, here here's the next one for the guys. Um, so uh, I can't open it. It's taped. Pastor Jace actually gave me one of these uh, for pastor appreciation or birthday or some birthday, birthday. Um, so this is a, a, a meat thermometer. It's a digital thermometer. So you can put it in your grill or when you're smoking meat and then you can read it from your phone. So I can be in my living room checking on, checking on the meat. It's wireless. This is my favorite one. So Jace has one. I have one. Tyler has one. A bunch of us. This is our, this is our favorite one. All right. So we're going to give this thing okay. away. One, six, five. Six three six. Six three six. Six three six. Three, six. six. Anyone? Anyone? Oh, there we go. We there go. we go. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Okay. This is, I like this one a lot. Anybody likes belt bags? Belt bags are kind of like a new little, you know. Craze. So I have a belt bag. In it is um, one of my favorite drinks. This is, this is not very many people are probably going to like this as if much as like I do. If you don't like this, just give it back to this Lisa. This is kombucha. If, oh, Kim is a kombucha <laughs> fan. If you're not, I'll drink it after. Okay, just give it back to me if you're not. And then um, a Target gift card. So, Jason, did you yeah. already pull? Oh, no, I didn't. I okay. was too excited about awesome. the kombucha. Let's see. All right, here <laughs> we go. Here kombucha. we go. I need a red one. All right, here we go. Four five zero four one seven. Four one seven. Yay! All right. Hey, kombucha is an acquired taste. That's all I have to say. I'm just warning you. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. I don't know if I want to acquire it. All right, here we go. Last. Last one for the guys. Uh, this is an Ember coffee mug. So it charges up on a little base and you put your coffee in it and then it keeps it warm for like a couple of two or three hours. And so, um, and so I, I have one of these at home and I just love it. In fact, I love it so much that I got myself another one for the office this week because I've been every time I'm like, I need one at the office. So that was why I was like, I, I'm, this is what I'm going to give away. It's one of my favorite things. Okay. Here we go. So one, six, five. Six three zero. Six three zero. Six three zero. Anyone? Anyone? Way up there, Carlos? Is that you? Woo! Jace, would you there run that go. up there? All right, there we go. All right. Last okay. word for the ladies. I am not a coffee drinker, but I drink tea almost every single day. So this is a basket of, with lots of tea goodies in it. Tea goodies. Um, yeah. Oh, tea, honey, uh, cute little, look at this cute little honey pot. All right. Anyone want? Anyone like tea? Anyway. Aww. Tea towels. Right. Yeah. Here we go. Ready? Four five zero three nine one three nine one. Free. Free. All right. All right. Bree, hold, now hold hold steady for just a minute. I was looking at this tea basket and I was a little disappointed. In it, because I just gave away an ember mug, and I was like, "This doesn't seem to like be to par." So I have another another gift to add to that that Lisa didn't even know about. So it's right here, okay? And it is an ember travel mug, okay? 
It's an Ember travel mug. But then once I bought that for you, then I felt really bad that my wife doesn't have one of those. So I have one for her as well. All right. There you go. There you go. Happy. <laughs> All right, so as you can tell, we are the perfect family for you if you like to have fun. Does anyone like to have fun? All right. All right, here we go. Number number two, we're the perfect family for imperfect people. Okay, we're the perfect family for imperfect people people. I already mentioned this, but at Harvest, we know that we are not perfect. In fact, we fully embrace our imperfection. Romans chapter 3 talks about this. Verse 10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And so that's a great verse. If you start feeling, you know, better than others, if you start feeling, you know, high and mighty, this is a good verse just to remind us there's no one that is righteous. And then a few verses down in verse 23, it reminds us of this. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's every single one of us. Every one of us need a savior. And so instead of just trying to pretend like we're perfect, instead of just trying to pretend, we just have embraced our imperfection. So if you're imperfect and you know it, this is the perfect place for you. In fact, this is our we statement as we say at Harvest, we say, we believe everyone matters. So everyone matters. You, I want you to hear this today. You matter to Jesus And because you matter to Jesus, you matter to us. And I mean that. You matter to us at Harvest. And that doesn't matter what you look like, how long you've been here, if you know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, wherever you've come from, whatever you've been through, whatever, there's a place for you here because we believe that everyone matters. In fact, we take it one step further and we have this other other, uh, we statement that just kind of identifies with our imperfections. And it's this, is that we pursue authenticity. We pursue authenticity. Lisa and I both grew up as pastor's kids, and I only say that because that, what that means is that we've been in church literally our whole lives, and we've been around church people our entire lives. We've grown up around church. I mean, it's just, it's just that's, that was our lives, and so we decided as God was calling us into pastoring, we decided we want to lead with vulnerability. We want to tell nasal strip stories. We want to lead with authenticity. We we just we want to be real. We, we want to just own that. Someone told me this week, I, I think it might have been at Open House, they said, they said, Pastor, I just need you to know that I have, from my past, I have some church hurt. And I said back to them, I said, I just need you to know that I also have some church hurt, right? Um, in fact, I don't know if it's possible for you to go to any church for very long and not have some church hurt. And here's why, is because church Churches, all of them, are full of imperfect people. They're, they're ran by, the pastors are imperfect, right? They're, their kids are imperfect, right? The staff are imperfect. The board are imperfect. Their worship team is imperfect. Their kids team, like all, we are, we are imperfect. And so as much as we try to do things right, we're not trying to hurt one another, but sometimes it happens. And I just wanted to say to the person who's struggling right now with some church hurt that my, I feel you, like my heart is there. I, I could tell you my own stories of church hurt. And listen, I just want you to know this. we're gonna pursue authenticity at Harvest and we might hurt you, but it won't be on purpose. And we can get through it together, right? We don't do life alone. Let's talk about it. Let's pursue Jesus together. And so I just want you to know that we're going after being real. Lisa taught this at Open House, and she made a statement. I love it. She said, if you're looking for the shiny, perfect church, this is not it. (laughs) That is not who we are. We pursue authenticity. So uh, that's our our second. We're we're the perfect fit for you, perfect family for imperfect imperfect people. Number three, and this one really gets me excited. We're the perfect family for world changers, okay? We're the perfect family for world changers. Here's what you need to know about me is that I am ambitious and I've always been ambitious and I've always wanted to change the world. When I was a kid, I told this story last night over dinner. When I was a kid, 
I was convinced that I was going to be the president of the United States of America. Real quick, how many of you would have voted for me had I run? I just, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just teasing. I was convinced that, like, that was my dream. I was going to be the president. I had it all mapped out. I knew by this age, I need to be a senator. By this age, like, I had it all. I had a plan. I mean, I was going for it. And I, my family, my parents, they believed in me. They, I'd be like, Dad, Mom, I'm going to be the president. They're like, yeah, you are, son. Go for it. Like, they believed in me. And it, something happened. At 14 years old, I was at a, a youth summer camp. In fact, this is, this is a big reason why I believe, and Lisa and I believe so much in our summer camp. This is why we scholarship students every summer. We want to get as many kids there as possible because we know how life-changing it can be. And so we, we work hard at that. In fact, it's one of our we statements that we empower the next generation. We're, 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 I'm just telling you, like we just finished um, remodeling our youth room. You can't see it yet because it opens next week on the opening week of Squad, which our students are super excited about. Listen, I mean, we didn't spare any expense. Like We went for it in the youth room because we believe in the next generation. So I'm at summer camp. I'm 14 years old. And the first time in my life, I heard the voice of God calling me to be a pastor. And I came home and I had a very serious conversation with my parents. I literally am like, mom, dad, I need to talk to you. And like, okay. I said, you're going to need to sit down for this. We sat down at the kitchen table and I said, mom, dad, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to be the president of the United States anymore. And my parents looked at me and they said, oh, why not? <laughs> it's funny now. I said, mom, dad, this week at summer camp, God called me to something higher. He called me to be a pastor. And so I'm done with that president business. I'm going to be a pastor of a church. And I don't know if I said it then, but I can promise you it was already in my heart. I thought, and we're going to change the world. Like that, that ambition that I had to be president didn't go away because God called me to pastor. In fact, in many ways, it increased. And, it, and I just want you to, I just want to tell you, it's the greatest honor of our lives. It, it's, it's better than being president. I mean, sometimes I do wish I had Air Force One. That'd be pretty cool. Some secret service. To, but it's better than being president. It's the highest honor to follow the plan of God for your life. And then 10 years ago, God spoke to Lisa and I, and he called us to harvest. And when he called us to harvest, he put this phrase in our hearts. He said, I'm calling you to pastor the church. I'm calling you to plant more churches. And I'm calling you to love your city. Have you ever heard us say that, those words? In fact, this is our we statement. We, did, we say it all the time. We love our city. If you're wondering what kind of a church we are, we love our city. We are constantly looking for ways to serve, to care, to engage, not just here on a sunny morning, but outside of these walls in our neighborhood. This is why every week when we end service, we end with this commission. We say, harvest, go be the church. It's because we don't want to just come to church and have a service and feel good about ourselves. But we believe, we talked about it last week, that we have a mission, that it's our job to lead as many people of Christ as possible. And, and, and to to serve and to love and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I got to share this with you. Uh, this week, uh, someone left a Google review about Harvest, and uh, and Pastor Tyler sent it to me. I don't monitor that stuff, but he said you're going to want to see this. So he screenshot it. He sent a Google review, and uh, I, I, the first thing I looked at was who who gave the review, and I read the name, and I didn't even know the person, and uh, and it was a five star review. So I was like, well, at least they're not you know bashing. So I think I'll read this and I'll read it to you. Listen to this. This is a, this is a neighbor just wrote this. Said, I still don't know who it is. I may not believe in the same ideals or God as this church, but this is one of the churches out here practicing the word they preach. We live nearby and this church is always giving to the community, whether it's food drives and partnering with the local schools. This is an awesome church. Isn't that cool? Isn't that awesome? Let me just tell you, that's what happens when a church lives on mission. That's what happens when a church takes seriously the idea to not just care about themselves, but to love 
their city. We do this in a lot of ways. I don't have time to tell you all of the stories. I'll just tell you uh, a few. Uh, one of them uh, actually connects to yesterday. It was our monthly food pantry. And uh, every time, every week, I get a, a text from Guy uh, with a report uh, after they've done all the counting. Yesterday, we served 94 families through our food pantry. Give yourselves a round of applause. That's pretty awesome, right? 94 that's pretty normal. It's about 100 families a month that we're serving through food pantry. We're giving groceries to. And uh, we had dinner last night with Clint and Kathy. And Clint said, I got to tell you a story. He was serving yesterday at food pantry. He said, I got to tell you a story. So if you've never been here on food pantry, it's pretty crazy because the car, they, they literally come like two hours early and they start lining up in our parking lot and they wrap around and they end up in the street and they end up all the way down Montano. It is wild on that Saturday. And so the, the car were all lined up and this guy got in line and uh, they finally got to Clint and the Clint's kind of right before they give the food away and the guy rolled his window down. He looked at Clint. He said, hey man, just the outside today. And Clint, Clint, Clint kind of looked at him and he said, uh, he said, no, no, sir, we have to put the groceries inside the car, like get backseat or trunk. And the guy said, no, no, I don't want inside. I just want you to wash the outside of the car today. All right. The guy left with some groceries. I don't know if he's disappointed. We probably got a one-star review on that one, right? <laughs> I love, uh, there's so many, so many stories I could tell you about how we love our city. I talk to you, talk to you about our partnership with Convoy of Hope and the, the citywide events that, that we've been able to be a part of, which, by the way, there's, uh, there's a, another uh, citywide event that'll be happening next August that Convoy's going to be a part of. Seek and Save is what it's called. And I don't have time. I'll tell you more about it. We could talk about extravaganza and how we serve our community through uh, our annual egg hunt, free egg hunt. Last year, we gave uh, away 25,000 eggs stuffed with candy. Kids were just leaving with armloads of candy. It was awesome. Uh, we, we could talk about trunk or treat. We could talk about um, how I love it. first Sunday of every month. Our kids all come in. And we teach them about missions through Dash for Cash. And, and I just, I, we, could talk about, we could talk about that. We could talk about lots of things. And, and there, there, there's lots of good stories, but I, I got to take a minute to tell you about one of my favorite partnerships. It, it's with our local elementary school, uh, Marie Hughes Elementary. Uh, I got to go way back because when God sent us here, we had this mandate in our hearts to love our city, but we didn't honestly know what that looked like. And so as Lisa and I just brainstormed, we, we immediately thought, well, we should get involved in a local school, but we didn't know anybody. We had just moved here. We didn't have any connections. And so one day I just, I just drove to Marie Hughes Elementary and I just walked in and, and the, the ladies at the desk were like, how can I help you? And I said, I'm here to meet with your principal. <laughs> and they said, do you, do, is she expecting you? I said, no, but my name is Pastor Jason and I'm here to meet with the principal because we want to love our city and we want to find out how we can help. And she said, sir, she is not going to meet with you. I was like, oh, all right, I'll keep trying. So I left and I called and I said, hello, uh, my name is Pastor Jason. Can I talk to the principal? And she's like, dude, you're not going to get through to the principal. And so I, I figured out another way. I called and I set up a meeting with the counselor, with the school counselor, and she would meet with me. And so I went and I met with the counselor and I walked in and uh, she turned out to be a really, really kind uh, uh, a woman, but she presented very gruff. And so I sat down and, and she, she kind of crossed her arm and she says, so what do you want from us? And I said, I don't want anything from you. I want to know what you want from us. And she, she kind of, she dropped her arm. She goes, I've never been asked that question. I said, well, let me ask it again. I'm serious. I pastor church right around the corner. We'd love to serve you. We'd love to come alongside of you. What could we do that would help you, that would serve you, that would help the families here? And she goes, it was like, it was like end of October, first of November. And she said, could you get us some turkeys and like food baskets for families in need for Thanksgiving? I said, absolutely. We could absolutely do that. How many do you need? And I don't remember the number. She told me the number. And listen, I'm just telling y'all, we had like $12 in the bank account, okay? Okay. I mean, we were, we were every week, we were shuffling bills around to figure out, you know, can we pay the electric this week? And we'll put this off another week. But when she said, can you provide food? I said, yes. And this is what the board was saying earlier. This is why it's so scary. I just, I was like, yes, we can. 
and she told us how many, and I came back. I met with the, the team. I talked to the board. I'm like, guys, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I already told them, yes, we got to find turkeys. we got to find groceries. And so we, I, I still couldn't tell you how we did it, but we put groceries together, and we showed back up, and the same lady that was like this the whole time, she goes, well, I can't believe you showed up. Most people never come back. I said, you're not going to be able to get rid of me. I promise you. And she goes, well, can you help us at Christmas? What do you think I said? Yes. I said, yes. So we did food at Christmas. We did toys at Christmas. We, did, we kept doing things. The next year, the next year it changed because now I wasn't calling them. Now they were calling us. And the next year they, they called and they said, I don't know what's going on, but kids are coming like, like about once a week. They're showing up and they don't have shoes on their feet. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, mom and dad's dropping them off in socks. They're like, yes. I said, how can we fix this? They said, we don't know. That's why we called you. I said, all right, how about this? When that happens, you call me. You tell me if it's a boy or a girl and you tell me their size. We'll send someone to the store. They'll have shoes before school lets out. She goes, you serious? I said, dead serious. So for that whole school year, I don't even know how many pairs of shoes we bought. And we had like Nanette and we had some ladies that were on the shoe shopping team, you know? And we just, we we're like APB, like we need some girls size six, you know? And they'd rush out and they'd get the shoes. We'd deliver them. And it was the same thing. We'd walk in, they'd be like, can't believe you did this. And I'm like, you're not gonna be able to get rid of us. And we just did it week after week after week. And then one day I found out that if a kid got behind on their lunch account, that, that the, the rule was, the APS rule was that they got a cold cheese sandwich. That was all that the school could do. And what had happened is the cold cheese sandwich became a stigma and all the other kids would make fun of the kid who had the cold cheese sandwich. And that just made me mad. All right. It just made me mad. So I went in, I'm like, we got to fix this. How can we fix this? And they're like, we don't know. And I'm like, we'll pay it. We'll pay the bills. We'll, we'll pay for the hot lunches. And like, sir, you can't do that because it's a connected to a parent account. We can't give you that information. I was like, no, no, you don't understand. I don't care who it is. I don't care. And so we worked out a system. I'd get an email of random account numbers and how much was owed on them. And we'd, we'd write a check. We'd just total it up and write a check, put all the account numbers and we'd carry it in there and they'd zero out everyone's account. And that whole school year, no, no kid ever, that whole school year got a cold cheese sandwich again because of you. Do you like these stories? And so we just kept, we just kept innovating and finding ways and, and doing things. And so, so last year, how many of you did popcorn and pickles last year? Like, this is what we call them the popcorn patrol, but then it turned out being mostly ladies. And so they changed the name to the popcorn princesses, which was really awkward when I'd show up and Mike was there and I'm like, Hey princesses. It was really weird. But last year we did popcorn and, and, and pickles. And, and, uh, and so, so, th- so last week, Madison and I, Matt, by the way, Man, what a gift Andrew and Madison have been to our team. They're, they're the newest, newest addition. They're, they've been here just over a year. And Madison has just owned what we're, what we're doing at Marie Hughes. In fact, they became a community school this year. I still don't know what that means. Maybe you do. And uh, they met with us, and they said, we're a community school. And one of the things that means is we have to put a, a community board together. And we wanted to know, would one of you from Harvest be the first people to join the community board? And we're like, yes, we would love to, right? So we're meeting with them. We're trying to figure out, like, how can we partner this year? And, uh, and they said, hey, last year, you guys helped us with our open house. They, we do an open house, not to get confused. They do an open house. And they said, would you help us with open house? So it's coming up. And I'll just tell you about it because you can actually sign up to help us for this starting today. It's coming up really soon. It's Tuesday, August 29th. It's from 5 to 6.30. So when you sign up, um, we'll actually send you an email because we'll, what we'll do is we'll have a, t- a setup team before uh, to take all our bounce houses and tables and all this stuff. And, uh, we, and then we'll have a team for Deering, um, which we're, we're excited. One of our, our favorite partners in the city is Bubba's 33. They catered open house this week and uh, they have come alongside. They're providing burgers for, for 500 for that night. We're going to add chips and water and just make it a meal. So you, you can come help. We're going to serve and then we'll have a teardown team at the end. So that's one of the things that we dreamed up this year. And then, um, uh, then we were sitting there and I said, well, what else? What else is there? 
that we can do. And they said, you know, the, the calendar this year is kind of funky. And there's these, these random uh, uh, staff development days where the students don't have anywhere to go. Parents are kind of stressing out and they don't know what to do with their kids because it'll be like a, a Monday or a Thursday or a Tuesday. And so we're just sitting there and I'm just listening. And, and I really believe that in that moment, um, you, you got to know when I'm in these meetings that, that I'm not praying out loud, like my lips aren't moving, but inside I'm praying and I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to give us ideas and show us what to do. And I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me an idea. And so I just went for it and I said, well, I have an idea. Um, but I'll, I'll just see what you think. I'll, I'll pitch it if you want. She goes, tell me what you're thinking. And I said, well, you know how, how churches like in the summer, they'll do like a week long, they call it VBS or vacation Bible school. And I said, I said, what if, what if, what if harvest, what if we adopted some of those days and we did a one day camp for Marie Hughes students and it was free and parents, they had to sign up and they dropped them off. Get this at harvest, not at Marie Hughes. They dropped them off. And then just so I was clear, I leaned in. I said, just so I'm clear, if they're bringing them to us, we're not going to hide that we're a church. All right. We're not going to like, play, we're, we're not going to hide it. So it'd be like a one day VBS. And then I kind of leaned back. Like I was, had told him a secret. And I leaned back and I was like, what do you think? And she goes, I love it. Let's do it. So we have our first one in November. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? And I'm just telling you, this is what it means to love your city. We're always looking for new ways to love our city. Now, I got I to tell you, one of the ways that we, that we also um, endeavor to be world changers is through our value of generosity. We say it like this. We say, we live with open hands. Uh, this is just, the, we believe the posture for a follower of Christ is to be open-handed. When, when you're open-handed... Then, then the blessings of God can flow through your family, okay? When you're trying to hold on, you constrict the flow of the blessings because you're trying to hold on to them. And so it kind of like creates this backup. And so we have just, we've decided we're going to live open-handed. And this isn't just about money. I mean, open-handed is, is about the words that you say and, and your actions and how you serve. And yes, it also has financial implications. So at Harvest, we endeavor to live with generosity in every area of our lives. And, and I got to tell you this story. The very first uh, gathering before uh, there, were, there was a group that was gathering to, 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 to launch Harvest. Um, this would, would have been in 1990. The very very first group. They actually, this building wasn't built. They met around the corner. There's a daycare across the street from Mariposa Park. And that's where the first gathering met. I was uh, 11 years old. And I remember, uh, I remember this vividly. It was a defining moment for me as a kid. My dad was the pastor. He had just explained to my brother and I that mom and dad were leaving a paid pastoral position to come to take a non-paid uh, position with no people to plant a new church. And even at 11, that didn't make any sense to me, y'all. And, uh, and so my dad, he got up during this service, there were maybe 25 people there, 30, I don't know. There was a small group of people in this daycare. And uh, my dad said, guys, uh, I'm gonna tell you about Harvest, what it's gonna be. And he cast the vision for it. And then at the end, he said, we're gonna take up an offering today. And I, this, is, this, this was the moment. He said, and I want you to know today that 100% of what comes in today, we're not keeping any of it. We're giving the entire offering today to missions because that's the kind of church that we're going to be. Now, frankly, it wasn't a very big offering, but how many of you know that 100% of whatever you have is a lot, right? And I knew that my dad wasn't getting a salary at the moment. I knew that, that this was a big risk, but I remember at 11 saying to myself, that's the kind of pastor that I want to be. And so 10 years ago, when we came to Harvest, uh, I've already told you, but we were, we, were, we were in a bad spot. We were having a hard time as a church paying our mortgage. We were having a hard time just paying our regular bills. And I, and I was praying about it. I said, God, how do, we, how, do we, how do we get out of this hole, right? How do we get out of this hole? And I felt like the Lord said, start taking baby courageous steps. Sometimes baby steps don't seem courageous, but they are. Baby courageous steps and start giving to missions. And so we had a twofold kind of process where we started, we started paying the bills, you know, even though it was scary, we didn't know if we could do it. And we started taking some missions projects on. And so we were doing both and it wasn't much. The first missionary we ever supported, we supported at $25 a month. All right. It was kind of like us saying, Hey, you can buy a coffee this month. <laughs> Thanks to harvest. It wasn't very much, but then, then we just kept 
adding to it. We kept adding to it. We kept growing. We kept growing. And it wasn't very long. We were caught up on all of our bills. We were paying everything. We actually got to a season where we were accelerating, paying off our debt. And all the while, we just kept increasing our missions giving. And it's one of the things I'm the most proud of is, is what we've been able to do as a church. And I, I don't know where we'll land this year, but I know last year's numbers. And some of you know this. But for, for Harvest, this is, this is pretty incredible. Last year, 2022, we gave away $576,823.79 to missions projects. How awesome is that? You do need to know that one of my bucket list items is to give a million dollars in one year. All right. So we're only like halfway there. All right. So let's keep going. This is the kind of church that we are. We might be the perfect church if you want to be a world changer. Let me tell you about one more opportunity. It connects to missions. Last year, we started something called Run for the Light. Um, Some of you are not runners. That's okay. My wife has a motto that she only runs if a bear is chasing her, okay? So I get it. I I run for fun. Um, There's some of we're crazy people, all right? So here's the idea, though. This is just a mechanism Uh, to raise money for missions, okay? Let me tell you what I'm excited about. One of our partners this year is one of our favorite partners. It's Feed One. It's an initiative of Convey of Hope. They're feeding just over a half million children every school day in 26 different countries. And so that's one of our partners for Run for the Light. And we were able to get a matching donor for $75,000. So what they said is, if you guys can run and raise $75,000, we'll match that. We'll double that and we'll be able to give 150,000 to feed one. Doesn't that sound pretty awesome? So here's what I'm telling you. Okay. I don't actually care if you like to run. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. I need you to do something. All right. You can walk, you can crawl, you can roll, you can, you can have someone push you in a stroller. Like I don't really care. You can serve, you can give, you can, you, here's, here's how we raise 75,000 is everyone does something. Okay. You call your friends. In fact, if you, you can call your friends. Last year, this, this is the deal I made last year. I told some friends, you have to run or you can donate $1,000 to me. Which one do you want? But I knew the friends I was picking. They gave $1,000 and that was fine. All right. If everyone does a part, we'll make a huge impact. We run for the light. We'll feed a ton of kids. I'm just telling you, you're part of a church that we, we don't want to just show up and have a good service. We want to change the world. Here's the last one. We're coming to a close. I promise. We're the perfect family to help you follow Jesus. We're the perfect family to help you follow Jesus. Let me just tell you, this is why we exist. This is why we exist, to lead people to the life-changing relationship with Jesus. I'm convinced that following Jesus is the most fun adventure that you can ever encounter. I'm just telling you, it is furthest from boring. It is so much fun. And one of my, one of my concerns is that there's a lot of people that are living life and they're unfulfilled. They're just miserable. They've got a great job. They've got a beautiful family. They have a good home. They drive a nice car, but they're unfulfilled. And I'm convinced that the fulfillment on earth that can be found can only be found in relationship with Jesus. And so our role as a church is to seek and save, right? Our role, that was the mission of Jesus. We talked about it last week, is to go and to find those that do not yet know Jesus and to introduce them into a relationship. And I use that word uh, very specifically because I don't believe that Christianity is about a religion. I believe it's about relationship. Those two are very different things. This idea that Jesus wants to be in relationship with you and I. I I just can't get over it. We spent the first half of this year, first third of this year, in in a series called He Gets Us. It was a series all about Jesus and his humanity and how he understands us. He knows knows what you're feeling, what you're going through. It blows my mind that God sent his son into the earth so that every single one of us can have salvation. And so as a church, our role is to help people to follow Jesus. And so we have one last we statement. We say this, we say we depend on God. 
We depend on God. We're passionate about pursuing God, about his word, about his presence. We believe in the power of prayer. Um, We believe that God still does miracles today. They weren't just for in the times of the Bible, but God still does miracles today. In fact, when supernatural things happened in the Bible, it always drew people to God. And that's still what happens today. So we're a church that pursues the gifts of the spirit, pursues the supernatural, pursues the presence of God. Because when that happens, it draws people to God. So we may not be a perfect family, but I think we're, why don't you stand with me? Why don't you stand with me? It'll help me. It helps me end. I promise. Have you had fun today? We're not a perfect family, but we might be the perfect family for you. If you like to have fun, if you're imperfect, you want to be a world changer and if you want to follow Jesus with all of your heart last night I wrapped up going over the message and everyone in the house was asleep <laughs> and I just had this I just like I need to pray I just need to spend time with the Lord and I have this little path between like our living room and our kitchen and I just I walk and pray and I just I just walk in and pray and I was I started praying for my, for my family, started praying for Lisa and for the girls. And I pray for them almost every day. Is I, just, I just want them to know Jesus. I want them to be in love with Jesus. I want them to know Jesus' plan for their life. I just, so I was just praying that. I was just praying over my kids. And then before I knew it, I was praying for you. <laughs> That's my prayer for you, is that you just you'd know Jesus, you'd love Jesus, you'd discover his plan for your life, that you wouldn't settle for a mediocre life, but you'd press in for everything that God has for you. You just, you'd go all in. I'm just, I'm just telling you, that's the only way to do this. I believe it. It's the only way. Like, don't do it just a little bit. Don't just be, don't just, don't just tip your toes in. Like, go all the way for Jesus. That's my dream for you. So our worship team is going to lead us in a final worship song. I'm going to come back. We're going to pray together. We already have a team at the park setting up and getting ready. And I hope you'll come. Like, by the way, like if you didn't sign up, just come. Just come. Just come. Just come hang out. Jason and I are going to challenge you to can jam. Lisa will challenge you in cornhole. I didn't know what that game was. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm glad you came today. I hope that today helped you to celebrate what God's been doing. But I hope you're excited about where we're going. You know, excited about where we're going? Worship team, would you come? Lead us in a closing song. Thank you for listening to the Harvest Fellowship Podcast. For more information, visit harvestabq.org.